You know? Well, they will mix their seed with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another. Right. I mean, you know, a guy like me says, sees that and says, whoa. And then Rick will take that and cross-reference cross it, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah that, that, you could, we could probably spend two hours on that alone, right? Eventually yeah. we'll have with that because I'm gonna, I have a whole huge study on it, and I'm taking everybody's quotes that have that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about both sides of the argument that way, I, you, you know, because I learned how to be objective. Yeah, and Rick's really like, good at that. He's really good at. He's talking a my lot. Buddy, my buddy Stefan, he right now he's really this. Uh, I've been trying to get him on the show. Eventually, this guy's brilliant, and he he believes in you know the angels with Johnny right now. He says, but right now I believe no, I don't that. Think I see angels. that. But but you know the Nephilim and stuff like that. But anyway, let's keep going on the, the yeah. Antichrist. And, yeah, I'm uh, just, I just like to say that I don't think they're angels because angels aren't. I mean, they're like heavenly hosts. They're way higher than them than angels. But anyway, Judah, demon. Judah, Judah is a lion's whelp. Damn. No, we're going to judge the angels fish. someday. We're going to judge yeah, the exactly. angels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's why they don't. Isn't that interesting? That's, if you think about it, though, if you think about it, uh, you know, uh, uh, who's entitled to to judge to to be a judge of anybody except God? Uh, or, or, or be able to, you know, if you look at our, our judicial system, you know, uh, we're, we we have uh, a jury who judges their peers, okay? Yeah. So for us to be able to judge the angels, we have to be their peer. That's right. We have so, to be higher than them. We, we have to be in, in at least in equality and understand uh, the, uh, the sin that the angels committed for them to be judged. You know, so we, we could, you know, there's another topic that... Uh, uh, can go yeah. all different ways, but have you the heard original that, assembly? That's, I like love that your, one. But back with your Lucifer, uh, you know him falling, you know taking the angels. I heard uh, uh, actually that uh, from my buddy Robert. We were talking about you know the fall of the angels mm-hmm. and uh, how it's like in our moments of uh, you know long conversations. I always have with him, Robert. If he's listening, hopefully I don't misquote you. So if I do. Then let me know, and I can correct it later on another Iron Show. Hey, Robert. He what's was, up? He, what's was up? he was saying, "Yay, what's up, Robert?" What? Is up? Hey, Robert. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, he's saying that the reason why is the, uh, another reason. Just to let you know, Jeff, on this, they can probably wrap this around too. Uh-huh. Is that when God and the council they were, they were together, that that when God was going to create us, He already had us. You know, He already. Had us. Then he told the angels that they were going to serve us, that we're mm-hmm. going to be rulers over them. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's why Satan wanted to ascend to the throne. And mm-hmm. he made him mad. Like, you know, he made it because he was the most beautiful angel, I guess, according to Isaiah, as we talked about in your book, you talk about that. But yeah. They found out that they were going to serve us because we were going to be created in his image. Mm-hmm. And that uh, he was going to give us, like, he's he going to make us lower than the angels. But we were going to have, you know, uh, since, you know, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it has, it, I, I'm not quoting it right. i got to let him do it. He explains it so much better. But it's just, a, if you wrap around yourself in that concept that Satan feels that I want to be like the Most High because of the fact that, you know, he saw it with his pride. That I, and definitely all the third of the angels that fell because, of course, Lucifer probably told him, like, well, we gotta ser- we're going to serve them forever. And which is weird because... You know, most of the angels, they they serve us and they love us, you know. Mm-hmm. The holy, you know, Lord of ho- all the hosts that, that serve them, you could tell they love us. They love us just as, as God loves us, you know. 
and uh, you know, if you look in the, in the word, that they're out defending us daily. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, do, they have this compassion for us as well because they see how they're watching what we're doing, and they're like, "Why are they doing that?" You know. But, like, but they oh, don't. They on. don't understand the redemption process fully. They don't understand. No, no, not that either. But they see they we're failing, and they're like. Whoa, you know, and like that movie said, that movie, The Prophecy, like, look at those monkeys, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah really, right, Johnny? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but, I feel like a monkey sometimes. Yeah, but of course, no revolution, people. Hey, can I read a scripture to you guys from uh, Romans 10, 6? Please, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, also, it, it's, it's taken from uh, Deuteronomy 30, uh, 12 through 14. It's, uh, it, Paul says, uh, but the righteous, which is, this is the, new, uh, the, new, the King James Version, but the righteous, which is a faith, speaketh on the wise. Say not in thine heart, who will ascend into heaven? Okay, now in parentheses, this is, this is from the King James. That is to bring Christ down from above. So here we have Lucifer ascending into heaven, and it gives the answer why he's doing that. Or he's mimicking, he's saying what Lucifer did in Isaiah 14, and that is to bring Christ down from above. So to me, that was his goal, was to bring Christ down from above. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith that we preach. What do you think of that one? This in response to that, this is out of my book, a quote, uh, if I may. So are you talking about the, was he talking about the Proto-Evangelion, really? Or The what? Was he talking about the original Proto-Evangelion? Did you catch that, Rick? No, I didn't catch it. I got sidetracked. <laughs> uh, read that. Read that again. Okay, but the I, right. I heard the verse. But go ahead, okay, go. but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on the wise. Say not in thine heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, in, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. That's found in Deuteronomy thirty twelve through fourteen. Yeah. Of course, of course, there it doesn't say that is to bring Christ down from above, but it, it's it's it has to do with the word and 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 uh, carrying the word out. But his his you know his his ascension was essentially bring Christ down, and uh, his 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 ascension in in the last days is to bring uh, uh, Christ. You know, his, and essentially what he does through the the religion of Islam is is he brings Christ down every day. You know. Oh yeah. And, and he does he does that by. Uh, uh, Claiming that uh, you know Christ was never he was never crucified and never rose from from the, uh, the dead, uh, he was instead he was taken from the cross and and they you know Islam claims that the Trinity uh, it does not exist that God is just one God there's no Son and Holy Spirit and uh, you know their, their whole mindset and you know a lot of this mimics the the the, the Judaism too you know there's like seven yeah I was going to say that. Yeah, that Islam believes in that's Antichrist, and, and and Judaism buys into it, and and so that'll set the stage for the deception of of Judaism too in the last days. I heard a big Hebrew scholar say he was Jewish the other day. He said that that uh, the Bible doesn't support any uh, concept of God becoming a man. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, can you say right that there. again? Can you say that again? Um, he said that the Bible does not support any type of concept. Of God becoming a man. Are well, you talking about the Old Testament, or well, let's listen to, uh, listen yeah, to this. Like, I, can, I can refute that. I can refute that oh, right I now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. Isaiah, Isaiah thirty, 
or Pro- Proverbs Proverbs 34 says, who has gone up to heaven? Okay, that word gone up comes from the word ascend, or Allah. Who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered up the wind in the hollow of his hands? Who has wrapped up the waters in his cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and the name of his son? Tell me if you know. Yeah, there it is, and then also the protoevangel. There it is. It's so there is the protoevangelion. Yeah, the protoevangel also says it, says it too. What's going to happen? And how, you know, there's going to be redemption again. He shall bruise thy head, and thy shall bruise his heel out of the seed Thank of the woman. There yep. it is. There it how, is. How do you, what does that mean? That's going to be a man. Oh, and God, yeah. you know, and God, God throughout the Old Testament, I mean, it, there's Christ all over the place. Oh, yeah. How you know, they know that the Messiah is coming. And most Jews, uh, I mean, you know, I just say they knew that they, they do believe that a Messiah is coming. It's going to be a man. Mm-hmm. And I've met some dudes that became Christians when they found out that, oh, my gosh, that Yeshua, you know, that was, uh, uh, you know, they, they came when I heard it because there's a, a place called out, out in San Diego. I've met a couple. They're like, whoa, you know, for centuries and centuries and years that, you know, they when they finally understood, you know, what that scripture meant in Isaiah as the fifth gospel, you know, that's uh-huh. what turned them on to the gospels. And they went, wait a minute. Isaiah, you know, because Isaiah is like the fifth gospel, actually the first gospel, I believe, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, that's they, cool. Rick told me about that the other they, day. They they tackled the, the disprove the New Testament with the you know the Tanakh and and uh, you know with especially Isaiah, and they went, uh, oh yeah, Isaiah fifty two, right? Yeah. What? And they're like, yeah. what does this mean? And well, they, 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 they were, replaced they replaced uh, they replaced Jesus with Israel. They replaced the suffering servant oh. with, in, uh, in, with, with uh, Israel being the suffering servant, Isaiah 53. Hey, that just makes me think about something, Jeff. Check this out. Yeah. I was studying, in because I, I have an Aramaic Bible, uh-huh. and it's you know, translated straight from Aramaic, and, uh, and it's the Lamsa Bible, they call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were studying it, me and of course Robert were studying it, and I came up with the conclusion that when Jacob was named Israel, mm-hmm. when they were wrestling and he broke his hip, and uh, Jesus says, I, you know, uh, it was a prophecy to uh, Jacob, right? Mm-hmm. He says, You're, he, but it was a prophecy through his seed. And he said to Jacob, your name no longer is Jacob, your name is Israel, right? Right. right. That's prophetic. That's a prophetic statement. Naming Christ, you know, if we know what Israel is, right? The name of Israel, that's also another name for Christ. Well, well what, what does Jacob mean? Jacob means uh, those who struggle with God. That's what the name means. I mean, Israel. Yeah, heel catcher. And yep. heel catcher. You bet. And Israel, remember, is prince, okay, in, in the Aramaic, I found out, it, it, it is prince of God, right? Mm-hmm. And there's only one prince of God. That's what Israel also means. It's governed by God and also Prince of God. Uh, That's what I found out in Aramaic, is, and I was tripping out. If you knew this, that well, you just—I just wanted to touch on that. It, so, it so, you're, you're, away. You're, so you're That's saying that, that, could, that, that the nation of people, the the, the plural uh, people, are considered uh, as, as as a son. Is that what you're saying? Uh, the no, Messiah? no, I'm saying, the Messiah? I'm saying actually no. That Jesus, that Jesus is. This is. It was talking about Jesus. And not just Israel as a whole. Uh-huh. And he prophesied. That's why probably where the 
Israel, get, you know, and and Jews get confused thinking that that means Israel, right? Mm -hmm. But when you, what, what was it? Oh. I, it, would tr it blew me away. How okay. Me and Robert yeah. came up the conclusion that uh, it was a prophetic when he said, "I will. Your no name is no longer Jacob. Your name is Israel." And when I when I when the Aramaic says that his name, you know, Prince of God, besides governed by God, I it kind of blew me away. When I went, "That's not the nation of Israel. That's not Israel." As this is why the Jews believe it's Israel. But Jesus, what if he, you know, like I said, is is he Israel? Since he's mm -hmm. the Prince of God, he's the only Prince of Peace, and I think if I can, I'm trying to find my Bible and my Arabic Bible because I have it all written down. I just don't know exactly where I put it. <laughs> you know, I'm scattered brain right now, um, and it's like. You, so they, you are they replacing Israel with Jesus then? I mean, do they just think Israel's just the Messiah? I mean, yeah, they them, think Israel is 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 the suffering servant of of Isaiah 53. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay, I went okay. to a synagogue once, and I and I and experienced that firsthand. I, I I mentioned that in the book, and and uh, and I couldn't believe it when I when I read it with my own eyes that that Israel was was in place of the suffering servant. I can even give you a, uh, an example of it. Yeah, let me find it for a second. Let me read you an experience I had. Okay, about cool. this. So I, I went to a synagogue. And this is this is before I, I you know after the synagogue experience I, I went to a, a, a mosque, and and, uh, and 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 that that story is mentioned in my preface. But when I was in the synagogue, were you not a Christian then? At the no, time? I was a Christian. I was a Christian. Okay. But um, when I met my fiance, I, I met her as a result of my book. Okay, she bought a couple of copies and she found a mistake in the book, ironically, oh. and and uh, the mistake. Uh, uh, it was a, a geographical error uh, based, you know, you're, are you familiar with Theodor Herzl? You know who he is? No, I heard the name. Okay, the oh. Theodor Herzl founded the Jewish uh, oh. nation and, and and wrote a book called The Jewish State in, in 18... Oh, yeah. He wrote, he wrote the book right, in 1895, yeah. and, he, and he found the Jewish nation in, in 1897. He said, in, in, in Basel, I, found, I founded the Jewish nation. And what he did is, in his book, is he laid down the rules and regulations according to the uh, the Old Testament, and uh, and, he, and he wrote down how the new J new nation could be governed under under uh, those laws, and he and he believed that uh, you know perhaps South America would be the place that uh, the Jewish nation would live. But he said, I won't rule out Palestine. But anyway, so he so so he so he founded it in 1897, and I and I believe and I thought that he founded it in Basel, France. And so I wrote that in my book, and uh, uh, Monique, uh, uh, her name is Monica in the book, but Monique uh, bought two copies of it, and, and she uh, saw that, uh, wait a minute, she read that, she goes, wait a minute, he, he didn't, Theodore Herzl didn't find, found the uh, Jewish state in Basel, France, he found it in it's Basel, Switzerland, and she, only she knew this because she is from Switzerland. And so she saw that I was from Minnesota because she's from Minnesota, and she called me, and she said, "Hey, Jeff." The first words out of her mouth was, uh, "Jeff, you need to, uh, you made a mistake in the book, and you need to revise it immediately." And what, so, you know, that that got me thinking about the revision, and 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 then uh, a couple years later, I, that's when I began revising it. But anyway, so you know, a month after that incident, uh, I came over to her house, and uh, she's an amazing woman, and and I tell you a little bit about her in the preface. But she she was uh, going to a synagogue on Yom Kippur, and she said, "Hey, you want to come with?" I said, "Yeah." And so I went to the synagogue with her, and and uh, 
what I found was, and, and I'll read you a couple of paragraphs here. Um, I, it says, uh, however, many Jews, including some Orthodox Jews, have supplanted Messiah ben Joseph as a suffering servant with the, with the theory that Israel is a suffering servant. I experienced this personally two years ago while attending a Reformed synagogue in uptown Minneapolis on Yom Kippur. I recall reading through a prayer book that was used specifically for the days of awe when we arrived at the suffering certain passage that describes in detail Isaiah 53. The original language, including all translations of the original language, uses the singulars he and him when speaking about the atoning work of the suffering servant. However, what I found in the retranslation left me stunned. I noticed inserted in the place of he and him was the plural meaning for Israel. Here is the retranslation of Isaiah 53, verses 2 through 4, found on page 429 of the Jewish prayer book called The Gates of Repentance. And it says, I quote, They had no outward grace to attract the eye, no beauty to win the heart. They were despised and rejected, a people of pains and acquainted with grief. Yet it was our suffering they bore, our pains they endured, and we suppose them punished by God, afflicted. Now the way the original text uh, reads is, He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. That's Isaiah 53, 2 through 4. And then I read that, then I'll just read this final paragraph. I said, I truly, I'll be truly honest, when I first read the retranslation, I was mad as heck. In fact, I can feel my temperature rise as I'm penning this paragraph. Still, I fully realize that this is Lucifer's latest attempt to bring Christ down from above in order to deceive even the elect. Yahshua predicted this when he told the religious Jews of his time, I, Yeshua, have come in my Father's name, Elohim, and you did not accept me, but if someone else comes in his own name, you you will receive and accept him. And that's when I, I start oh, to reveal. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot what chapter that was. That's man. talking about the Antichrist. Yeah, that's uh, John 5, 43. Oh, yeah, wow. that yeah. That's the Antichrist, and, I, and the Antichrist I label Mahdi through most of my book. You know, I make yeah. a and I say he's he's the he's the, the Islamic Mahdi that they speak about, and and you know so. He's due to show up pretty soon, according to them. That's in the chapter three, right? Yeah, that's no, that's chapter one. It's towards the end of oh, chapter yeah. one. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I was trying to find it. Yeah, and then it's right with before it. the, uh, the the where I start talking about the last day's deception. And and I and I uh, and, and and Islam's uh, belief of 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 uh, Mahdi and and, and uh, uh, Jesus. That's right. There it is. Yeah, they think Jesus is going to come and announce the Mahdi. That's yeah, right. you ever heard that? Yep, yep. He's he's, yeah, he's Jesus, Jesus going to return to Earth and throw his weight behind the Mahdi. Yeah, and he's and I and I and then he totally mimics the false prophet. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 I, I knew that because we, we've had, I, I still have that. What is that, the, the Watchman's Time Clock or something like that? Yeah, no, the Watchman's uh, Clock, the yeah. Watch, yeah, that's the one you showed me that I still have that, and I, I still kind of like the, the 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 beast that they drew, you know? Yeah, the leopard. It's, it's, it's yeah, the leopard that, that engulfs the, the, the Mediterranean states Dude, there. It's in the shape of a leopard. Away, yeah, it's like that's the last beast because it, it's always been there. Yeah, if you look at radical Islam and and the states that and, and you follow the the lines, it, it's in the shape of a leopard in the Middle East. I, I carry a link to his site. And remember, we started talking about uh, 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 Dubai, you know, 
And yeah, it, yeah. All of a sudden, that grew within ten years before. Like, like no city has ever grown that quickly ever. That's true. That's and, true. Uh, and the thing about it, I was tripping out. This, now this was this was one of uh, I call uh, Rick, uh, Rick's wackiest moments. Is where I thought his son was a horse trader, and I was thinking of that verse in Daniel. I think it was Daniel that he uh, he will he will ride with the horses of Dan. You know. And oh, Dan, yeah, that's right. And these are Arabs that are, or, you know, they're not, I don't know, I was, trip, I was like really studying on the king of, uh, you know, of the United Arab Emirates and how that, if you look, just look at the United Arab Emirates, it's a, it's a real small horn in Saudi Arabia, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> all these groups of states, it like it looked like there were seven, there's seven states there. And mm-hmm. people started tripping me out. I was like, okay, I am either tri- I, I'm tripping out, or I'm just, or, or it's just spec, you know, it's a good speculation. But there's seven. That's not so wacky. That's not so wacky. He could very well no. be a horse trader right now. You know, no, I mean, I mean look trader. at the verse you just quoted. Yeah. No, I'm talking about he's point. a horse. He no, could. I'm talking about he's a, the, the king's son is a horse. You know, big into horses, right? But there's seven <laughs> states, seven heads of states in the United Arab Emirates. Isn't that trippy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! I forgot that. That's that. Yeah, that is interesting. Did, hey, did they just b- build the largest tower in the world? Was that from yep. United? Was it? Yep. Biggest tower ever. Yeah. They just yeah. never. It's like almost a mile. Oh man! It's that no, it's, yeah. it's, it's a little over half a mile. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, What's that in the shape of? Do you guys remember? Babylon or to you or oh, what? Oh yeah. It'd be. It's not the like the Tower of Babel, is it? No, I don't <laughs> yeah, it could be. You never know. <laughs> It could be. Would that be something, huh? Yeah, Peter Goodgame cites the Tower of Babel and Nimrod as the original first incarnation of the Antichrist. You know, that's interesting that you said that, though, that that it's the tallest tower in in Babel. You know, I mean, we're going to go back to Babel in a sense, you know, right? Yep. You know, the the world is heading back to Babel. The language is, Babel was one language. And we're 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 becoming one language again through uh, you know telecommunication. You know. Oh yeah, I get on the internet. I can't English. read a Russian page, and I just hit Google Translate. Yeah. So we're uniting. Uh, uh, what God divided at Bible, we're uniting here in these last days. That's really true. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's kind of that's kind of neat. Yeah, that they got the Tower of Babel. <laughs> Do you know that they even have a language? Uh, uh, translating software is like the best, and it's called Babel. You're kidding. Yep, nope. Wow, nope. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest sellers of the translators program. Jeez, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, little stuff like that that kind of gets you thinking, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, there. Hey, Richard. We got another guest hey. on the Iron Show. Yeah, hey, Monica. How are you? You're welcome to the Iron what? Show. I think we owe you a <laughs> Alright,いいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいいい
So then in a little uh. bit further study, after, you know, uh, the Jews were um, forbidden, uh, they were cast out of Rome, they ended up in the central part of Switzerland, which is Romance. There was a Roman part, it's called the Romance, and they, the language is Romance, which is the direct descendant language of the Romans. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I like, like that. Wow, this is interesting. You know, so as I was studying the Bible, and the Lord started directing my steps first to the seed of Abraham, which is a Christian Hebrew messianic, you know, congregation. And then they brought me to Shalom Scripture Studies, where they actually follow the, the Jewish way of life, and but with Jesus, of course, in the heart. And then when they split over doctrine, and you know that happens everywhere, and there were just a minuscule, tiny little congregation of 40 people, God said, now you go to the synagogue. And I'm, I'm sitting in front of the synagogue on a Friday night, and I'm like, Lord, they don't love you, you know. And he said to me, this is my father's house, go here. And so I entered the synagogue, and this voice behind me said, and you are, and I gave him my name. And uh, it's kind of funny, I always use the name White because we have to be white as snow, so it's kind of funny, Richard, that your name is White. Okay. Yeah, your cousin. <laughs> that is pretty strange right there. Is that funny? And that's my so, last name. Yeah, right. And that's my writing name, you know. And there's a lot wow. more stories than that. But, you know, it's based on uh, Isaiah um, 118, Ooh, wow. uh, Wash Me, and I should be whiter than snow, you know. And so, anyway... Um, I, I uh, went to the synagogue, and uh, God told me to go back. I almost lost my house, and he said, you got to go back to the synagogue. And so I went, and they read Ezekiel 37 uh, that day, which was on 12-26-98. And uh, four days later, the Lord gave me the money to uh, to get my house out of foreclosure. So obviously I went back because that was kind of my my lifeline, you know. And I kept writing to the rabbi about Jesus, you know, because I figured that's what I was there for. <laughs> yeah, he called you to a mission. Yeah, and the, and uh, so I asked the rabbi, so one day I went to a Hanukkah dinner, and uh, I called the rabbi up the next day. I said, I would like to convert to Judaism, and he said, well, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? And I'm like, well, oh, yeah. that's my whole testimony that I've sent him, which is titled The Spirit and the Bride, is about my walk with Jesus. So I, obviously I couldn't say no, so I said, well, yeah, he is a Jewish man, you know. And he goes, yeah. well, we don't, we don't believe God has a son. We don't believe in three gods. We believe in one God. We don't believe in angels. We don't believe in life after death. So if you want to uh, convert to Judaism, you must renounce Jesus. And I'm like, oh, why would God send me to this place? You know, they don't believe anything I believe, you know. But I think God he sent said, you there to witness and to really get yourself learned in the Old Testament. About and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely, that's what he did because I started keeping the fasts and the feasts and the festivals as I learned them. I built my own sukkah. For this last year was the twelfth year, you know, and uh, just yeah, I just uh, learned about their customs and what it means. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, I think it actually connects to my own words, which I believe are Jewish because my dad's um, stumbaum, which is a family tree, you know, goes mm-hmm. all the way back to the sixteen hundred something, and we have um, filled in Star of David on it. So, you know, so I believe my original roots are Jewish, you know, and of course my spiritual roots are with Jesus, which is Jewish. And uh, mm-hmm. so I learned a little bit of the Shema, you know, Shema Israel Adonai Elohim Adonai Echad, which means mm. here Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, right? And if right. Jewish people should yes. be listening, they will be very familiar with that, you know. That's, the medical uh, prayer. Yeah, that's, that's their most, uh, they, they yeah. say that three times right. a day. 
Love the Lord yeah. your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, you know. And so that's, that's basically what I've done. So after about a close to a year, I, I kept writing to the rabbi about Jesus, but then uh, I, I really felt, felt guided by the Holy Spirit to ask him to accept Jesus as Messiah. I kept writing to him about Jesus, but never asked him, right? And so uh, after close to a year, I, I just asked him, uh, and I quoted scripture. I just quoted Saul, you know, Saul. Uh, why are you persecuting me? You know, Saul, Rabbi Goldberger, why are you persecuting me? You know, and, yeah, he was uh, then, like Saul. He was like Paul. Exactly, and that's the way I, I kind of saw it, you know. And so then uh, I, I said, uh, Saul, receive your sight. And then I, I just quoted scripture. You know, I, I use a lot of scripture because you can never go wrong when you use scripture because it's the word of God, right? Yep. Yeah. And so I said. Saul, uh, Rabbi Goldberger, receive your sight. Well, I have to explain it, except Jesus, Yeshua, as Messiah. And I never would write Jesus. I always would write Yeshua because that's his Hebrew name, you know, which means salvation. Yeah, that was wise. That was wise. Yeah. And so anyway, the, what was the result of that? Well, I got a call, and I was told not to come back or I would be arrested. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know they'll do that to you in Israel. Can that's I ask cool, you a quick though. question? That's cool because... Hey, you took one, you know. Well, hey, yeah. there, there we go. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I did go back actually uh, on Pentecost, which is uh, Shavuot. You know, when they celebrate yeah. the giving of mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments. And do you know what? They walked me out of the synagogue. I was in <laughs> of attention for five minutes. I think Bouncers, one of the reasons was you out. They walked me out of the synagogue, but I think one of the reasons was is uh, I always wore a Star of David, which I have on right now. And uh, but when I went there, I actually had also a cross on, so I stuffed it behind my neck, you know. And uh, somehow an angel pushed the cross forward. So here I'm in the synagogue oh, cool. in 19, you know, in 2000, and my cross has is forward, but I didn't know it, you know. And so it started to create all this commotion, and uh, then the rabbi, you know, gently. Uh, pointed me to the never said a word because they are not to say anything unholy, you know. And but he literally walked me to the door, and you know, that was the last time I was went back there. So, so yeah, anyway, really got in there and tried. You're a warrior. I I did. I and I prayed for them. I sent them uh, Hanukkah cards, and uh, you know, I kept sending him things. And uh, actually, uh, I kind of uh, when I met Jeff through that mistake in the book. I told him he needed to go there and talk to the rabbi. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and, that's pretty good. And so he got, did for seven months. He learned about, about you know, what I experienced. And uh, he had a conversation with the rabbi and, you know, trying to find out what they believe. And so part of that is in the book. So it's kind of interesting, you know, because if we don't go back to our roots, I mean, how are we going to understand? How are we going to understand the New Testament if we don't understand and do what he says in the Old Testament? It's just oh, kind amen. Of, you know? He wrote a book. Can we plug that? Well, my book is not my book you know, is not published. It would have to be edited. It's called uh, The Spirit and the Bride. But I do have a website and I have some poems on there, and uh, I can give you one of the poems that I have in a book with Jeff's book, and it's called God is Love. And I'd love to give that because that's the first uh, that's the first poem God gave me uh, on nine twenty one ninety six, and actually Jeff's updated version was finished on that day on nine twenty one in 2009 so exactly 13 years later you know that's kind of the way God he put me on ice for all these years and then prepared me uh, to meet Jeff and he prepared Jeff to meet me and to do his work really that's what it's all about you know we have to do God's work 
And uh, yep. the, the key is to love God with all our heart. But this is the poem he gave me, and I'm just kind of quoting it from memory because uh, I memorized it. So it's, it's on the back. It's, it's in my yeah, book. it's in the last page on, on page 147 on the book, and it's called God is Love. And here we go. God is sitting on his throne. Tears are streaming down his face. For lack of knowledge, my people shall die. How come you believers are so shy? I gave my beloved son that you may live, live a life of peace and happiness on earth as in heaven. Shout it to the world. Let them see. Let them hear. I am a God of love. I care. Your prayers I hear. Make Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, your way of life. He longs to hold you, love you, heal you. He is the one who came back and is now alive. When I'm your God, your first love, then you'll do my will. Then you'll know true love, have peace and happiness all the days of your life, as I love you always, even to the end of the times. And I've never written poetry before, but this is kind of like a, a track, an altar call, you know? I love it. I love it. I just hear mercy all over that. Well, thank you. That's, uh, yeah. And I've, I've, I've written a lot of That's poems, they're always about God. Yeah. You're good at that. You're good at that. That's a gift you've got. That was a great poem. And, and you can go to my website, which is called Watch and Pray, www.watchandpray.com. Oh, yeah, and we'll sure. include that on the Iron Show, the website. Yeah, I, I think I've been there before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. It might, so. You might. I, I have some of my experience in the synagogue on there and some of the poems. And, yeah, uh, I think, it's I, all I, think about I have the it and, bookmarks. And, and, and probably I didn't even know that was your site. And probably, I mean, unless... Wow. When you were when you were in the doing the uh, observing the laws like a food, I know this one guy who who was a Christian, but he decided he'd follow all the Levitical laws for a year. And I mm-hmm. asked about six months into him, and I go, "Are you still doing that?" He goes, "Yeah," and I feel great. I've never felt so good. He goes, "There must be something to it." Well, there is. Uh, the laws that's uh, described in Leviticus they uh, forbid you to eat certain things, of which one, of course, is pork. And uh, all the, the shrimp and lobster and all those things, are not, you're not allowed to eat. Also, when you go and buy the food at the kosher food store, uh, you know, the animals are killed according to God's commandments, which means they're not killed uh, in a painful way. They're killed uh, in, a, in a merciful way. And all the blood has to be drained on the ground, you know. So right. the, the kosher has all these prescriptions that the rabbi, it's, it's actually pretty expensive to, uh, yes. you know, to keep kosher if you want to eat meat, but uh, kosher also means if you just eat anything out of the ground, any fruit or any vegetable is kosher, and uh, anything that comes out of the sea is kosher, you know, as, as long as it has fins like fish, not if it's crabs or anything like that, you know. Oh, that's right. I forgot so, that. Yeah, so it, 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 I think it behooves us, uh, you know, it would be a good thing. I'm, I, I used to keep much more kosher than I do now. Just Did you like feel better? Say. Did you actually feel better? Like to You know, I I really personally feel that I'll, we feel good when we do what God says. You know, that's kind of the key. Yeah. You know, uh, God, God yeah. is the Holy Spirit and he guides us and we can, you know, some people get sidetracked. They feel by doing that, then they're really doing away with what God did, you know. Uh, but we have to be careful that we're not going to get... Um, uh, let down the wrong path, like some right. pastors 
uh, that uh, say now, you know, the Jews have their own way. That's not at all what the Bible says. You know, the Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So if he is not the only way, then he is a liar, okay? But right. he says he is the only way, and therefore what we have to do as Christians, proclaim that in love, you know, and try to, uh, you know, help uh, do, do God's work by bringing out that, uh, you know, we can't just do what we want to do. We have to follow God's, God's commandments and uh, read the Bible and let the Holy Spirit guide us. I mean, I, all my entire walk, I've done with the Holy Spirit. There's nobody that said there, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you know. The Holy Spirit guided me to the synagogue, and then he actually, uh, when they kicked me out, he said, now you go back to the Catholic Church, and I'm like, Please, not the Catholic Church, you know. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, so I'm laughing like crazy I now. I the same way because I was raised <laughs> exactly. Roman Catholic. Exactly. You know? And he, he said, he the Catholic Church. I'm not kidding you. It's the truth. No, and, it's funny. Uh, so, I just told the Lord, don't send me back there. I can't go back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was under cool in the Trump Yeah. Dude, they got some cool armaments there, too. They, like, they have these, like, houses, right? that convert into cannons and stuff. I was like, whoa, that's a, you know, just the way they have things hidden there. Like they're ready for war at any time. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the, you know, uh, Switzerland actually, after Israel, has the the readiness of the army is the fastest after Israel's. We can uh, mobilize our army, even though we've been neutral for hundreds of years, you know. They have the most guns, they have the most guns and the lowest crime rate in the world. Yes. Yeah, and my dad had his gun right in the closet, and he had his uniform in the closet, and within 48 hours, we can close the borders and be totally mobilized. So, you, you see and how everybody has to go to the military service. That's right. Yep. Yeah, almost. That's almost the Second Amendment. Yep. It's almost the Second Amendment it is. that we don't have the that you had to, but uh, that everybody should take up their guns and be part of a, a militia group. Well, yep. why do you think uh, why do you think uh, Switzerland was not invaded by Hitler? I know, why do you huh? think? I mean, yeah. let's be serious. Yeah, that's why my, some of my family members were spared, but some of my other family members weren't, is what we you were know? told. But I just wanted to make sure, just because you're from there, and I have a talk to you know, and when I went there and traced it, that's what I found out, and I started looking at it. Just wanted to hear it again. That's all. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for Swiss guns, I, you, there I've might not be an iron show. I've been trying to figure out my you know my complexion, how. My nose is different from my Italian family, and you know, just just the way I look. Yeah, and Rick's a good-looking man. We'll, Rick's we'll, a good-looking we'll do a, man. We'll do a show once on the on the roots of the Swiss people and uh, on their traits. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you back. We could. Definitely, we could do that. Well, I'm going to put my honey back on. Thanks yeah, for being on the Iron Show. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Marga. Thanks, you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, Bye. Code. Hey, Code. Yeah. Hey, Code. What's up? What's up? What's up, fellas? Oh, um, hey, 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 it was that revelation that, that God gave me that uh, really got me thinking about writing a book. And then the other revelations came as a result. I started writing that chapter. That was the first chap- chapter of the book I wrote. And then from there, 
God began revealing uh, these other things to me. And uh, so then I just kind of expanded on that chapter. But, you know, it's all based on uh, E.W. Bollinger's uh, theory uh, that uh, uh, there's a, a longer uh, time period um, in, in Daniel, that consists in Daniel 9, you know, the prophecy of the 77s. And, and, uh, and that time period is a, a period of 2,520 years. And, and that chapter basically... Uh, Elaborates on that and, and gives gives a, a a biblical a deeper biblical look at that number and uh, and how important the number twenty five twenty is and and people would not be they'd be ama- they'll be amazed at at the uh, how this number in I mean it influences us and it's and it's occurring on a day to day basis and uh, even the cosmos are are rehearsing this number twenty five twenty and. So it's a, it's a very important number, and and it's the number I believe that reveals the, the the timing of Christ's second coming. I'm not saying the day; no man knows the day and hour, but we, uh, the, you can know the year. I believe it. Or the and, season. Uh, it says the season, which is somewhere yeah, in there. You'll know. You betcha. And 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 uh, and I can tie that to Acts and and uh, the language used in the first chapter. But but uh, we 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 have a a longer time period than than people realize. And uh, the earth, though, though the earth is is coming uh, online for the for the great tribulation that Jesus spoke about, uh, it's not there yet. I mean, Jesus said, "As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man." In the days of Noah, there was approximately 12 billion people on the planet. Okay. Oh. I don't know if people were aware of that, but no. It's yep, there was, and and, and all you got to do is is, is uh, you know do a, a, a the math online, or you know there's some websites out there that can do it for you. But, like figuring uh, you out know, how many rabbits you'll have. Uh, you, like figuring yeah. out how many rabbits you'll have in a year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, and and it just keeps multiplying, you know, because they lived to be a thousand years or almost a thousand years at that time. So no one di- no one died, you know. Yeah. We just kept having babies and more babies and more babies, and you know, after after about 700 years or so, there was uh, billions of people on the planet, and 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 it was, uh, you know, there was only uh, seven righteous. That got yes, to no in his family. And so, it, you know, in the last days, there's not there's going to be so much sin. I mean, right now things are rather calm. So I mean, yeah, we'll, I think so. You bet. Me and Rick, we don't believe we're right there in the last days. I think it could take a good while. Do you? Right, Rick? Yeah. Um, I, like what I said, think, I, leave that, I, leave, I leave that question uh, up in the air because uh, I, I I kind of just like, okay, well, like I said, I'm not really a, a future, you know, guy. I'm a little more of I, I just kind of like, I kind of stick to the words of Jesus that don't, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow, will, you know, well, you know, worry about its own, you know, today is the day of salvation, you know what I mean? Like, and I am yeah. too. Yeah, I, I know that. Oh, no, I know that. I know that. Yeah. I, I, I totally, we, we've talked about that, Jeff. I already know that. I just like, I mean, like, uh, I was telling John the other day, and we kind of had a little a battle, but I, I think he misunderstood me. I, so I don't really believe that, uh, technically the Bible's separate, you know, it's holy, so mm-hmm. I don't believe it's a, it's a forecaster, really, like, what the world is like, they forecast a lot, like, you know, all the great... Well, okay, stuff. can I stop you there for a second? Yeah. Okay, well, it, it's not a forecaster. See, yeah. there, there's a scripture that says there's a, there's a way to know the end, okay? Yeah. And that's from yeah. Isaiah, and, 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 and it says the way to know the end is to go back to the beginning, 
And that's what yeah, my book that's does. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's what I was you, trying to explain. You got that's great. That's great. And so that, that's what I focus on. I focus on scriptures and texts that take us back to the beginning of, of certain that's things. It. That's what I was trying to say, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell Johnny. I couldn't explain it to him because was, something was wrong with me. We yeah. settled on it, though. Remember, we settled on it. Finally. Yeah, we settled on it. I think so I came up with do. that. So to, to, so to understand prophecy, fellas, you can't, most, most eschatologists and Bible students, they look to the future to discern prophecy that they're reading. You can't go yeah. to the future. You've got to go backwards. That's where wow. the lie. Hey, are you sure you have not read R.H. Charles? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are no, you I sure haven't. you haven't been hanging out with Rick every day? You know, no, it's I haven't. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you just said, I, I with those, hate... you have to look. Okay. This is where I got it from. That's my guy. That's my one of my favorite guys thus far. R.H. Uh, Charles, is that his name? R.H. Charles, he wrote the book. He's the guy that coined the phrase eschatology. Okay. And, and it's the doctrine of a future life in Israel, Judah, and Christianity. And it's he he was it, he was during the time of Bollinger. He okay, was, uh, I'll look him uh, up. Yeah, and if you ever do it, like say it's called you know it's R H. I don't I don't know actually. I have to look. I'm trying to find his name for you real quick. Uh, what his full name is, but just put R H Charles. You know Charles like King Charles. I'll Google it. Uh, yeah, and then look for eschatology, the doctrine of a future life. The doctrine of a future life. Okay. And he goes. What he does is the only way you can find the key answers to understanding the end of you know the end of the world or the end is what you do, you exactly said what he says. Well, can I? Nobody talks say this. like that. Let me say this, fellas. It's God who showed me this, and and, and yeah. I and I tell you how he showed me that in in the Bible. I explain in a little bit more detail. But God essentially gave me that revelation that to know the end, you've got to go back to the beginning, and he brought me to that scripture. And it's through those beginnings where the seeds of the end lie. And that's and, and, I, and all I'm trying to do is be a tool to, uh, that God's used to, to, to bring discernment, to, to bring uh, 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 some knowledge that the, that, the, that the Christians of this world don't have. You know, and, and I think and, you're doing a good job, too. And, and I think they do because R.H. Charles' book. If you look at that, Jeff, you're gonna. I think uh, you could probably write a sequel after you read that book. You really? Know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll take a and, look at it. Uh, all you, and anybody that's out there, just get that book too. And it might you might find. Um, now I'm gonna look at it and kind of compare your book and see if he touched on what you're talking about too. Except they didn't, you know, because of course. They knew about the. They called them the Mohammed Indians or something like that. Uh-huh. Islam, Mohammed Indians. I don't know how they. I can't. Mohammedians. I never heard of Mohammed that. Mohammed Indians. Yeah, and uh, the Charlie Church Fathers said the same thing. They called them the, the Mohammedites, or, or you know, just they. They said how wacky that those people were, you know, because they they remained uh, ill of progress. Instead of you know they didn't want to move forward, but they want to continue to stay primitive. But anyway, uh, get off my. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, you know it's it's every every prophecy uh, is is time locked too. You know it's 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 locked by by time, and and uh, to understand the end, you have to go to the past, but you also have to have be uh, uh, on the doorstep of that prophecy being fulfilled to to to, to get the full picture. You know, yeah. So the, 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 both both of them should 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 coincide and and speak the same thing. Once once you start getting to that level, to where it's you know the, everything's lighting up in the Bible, it's lighting up, lighting up. Everything that you're finding is lighting up. 
then there's a good chance that you're in that the days preceding the fulfillment of the prophecy. You know, and, and Jesus, he, you know, he, he chided uh, the Pharisees for not understanding the timing of his first coming. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, so he expects yeah. us to know the timing of his second coming. But of course, he didn't expect the, the apostles of Acts to understand that. No. But he expects the people that are on the verge of it happening. You know, and his spirit's gonna. I believe that his Holy Spirit uh, is is gonna stir Uh-oh. the people. You know, it, he it's it was up to those that he put in charge, right? That knew it. He he chose those people to know what they did, and they couldn't even they they didn't stick with it, and they didn't even know the times, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Ooh, uh, look too. at the Magi. Oh. The Magi figured it out. In <laughs> Daniel it says, uh, many the time of the end, many shall go to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. You know, that's really talking about going to and fro in the Bible. Did you know that? Yeah. It's yeah. not going around the world in a jet plane. Everybody thinks that. That's not what that means. So what do you mean? Just like tra- you know, a lot a lot of people say it means to to travel. Uh, I know. for God's word, or do you think, or do you think it's that, or is it to travel? No. If you break travel? the Hebrew meaning, if you look at the Hebrew and break it down, it's the okay. Bible. They're it's talking about guys like you. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. A little All revelation right. for you. Yeah, that's a revelation. Do some study. <laughs> I'll have to take a look at that deeper. Yeah, you know, and and and, and you know, I have I have the, I mentioned that verse in in. in uh, my Bible, but I don't, I mean, my book, but I don't uh, elaborate on the meaning of it. I just kind of look at it as, as that's one of the signs that, that the end is coming, that people will be traveling to and fro, knowledge will be increasing. You know, that could mean biblical knowledge, or that could mean, uh, you know, uh, knowledge of, of, of technological knowledge, you know. So well, it, the technology it, it, has really allowed us to really go to and fro in the Bible. I mean, Blue yeah. Letter Bible, me and Rick go, and Rick's really good at it, too. Anybody, you listeners, come join Rick for a Blue Letter Bible study. And with the right. computer and that that database, man, you can go to and fro. Mm. Okay. I, you know, I, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not very uh, much into the technology thing. I'm a basic uh, fellow. I, you know, I surf the Internet, and I got a website, and I do, you know, I, I wrote my book, so I needed the Internet, and I needed you know, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't have uh, a lot of the technology, technological gadgets that you guys are uh, probably operating on, under. You know, well, so you, I, you I don't know what learning is just as good. Yeah, but so, I mean that book that at the what is Blue Letter Blue Letter Bible dot org. I mean, you okay. will love it. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, it's go good. Yeah, Check it's, it out, a yeah. Really, it's a really good. It's a really. It's actually one of the. You know, I'm looking for others too because I like to. But I like it because man, you can look at all the translations and and you know just the you know, many like my one of my favorites is the NASB and the ESV. I like that a lot because it just it's like that. And then the only thing hmm. one they don't have is I want to see the Geneva Bible, which is the Peasants Bible before the King James. The so Master Study Bible. Oh, the Master's Study Bible. If you can find me a Master's Study Bible, if you can yeah, find me that, please, please, please let me know or, or send it to me. Tell me how much okay. I got to pay. I mean, believe me, I, but I don't want to pay more than three hundred dollars. They quit making it. I think it's one of the best. Robert has one of those, and I, I get jealous every time he looks at it. He has the Master's Study Bible, and I don't, I don't know exactly where he gets it from. His is an old co- copy. I'm looking at it right now. My snake-type uh, Pentecostal mentor back in the Bible 80s, he had one. <laughs> Dude, it is like, it's, 
they don't make it anymore. And I, I've never seen a Bible that is as extensive as the Master's Study Bible. Wow. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. My interlinear Hebrew so Testament's expensive. And I don't think it's King James. I don't know what it is. I, I got to find out what it is. It's it's a uh, it's this one Robert has, and uh, he's going to be on the show one of these days as soon as we can talk him into it. <laughs> and man, he just it is like I, I don't know if it's if anybody, oh no, it's the New American Standard, right? It's the one I want. It's it's oh man, if anybody out there, like I said, out there, please let me know. I really want one. And if I can have that, I'd be, I, I just want one for my personal study because, you know, it just, I want it. The guy who wrote it, his study on it was just, it was, like I said, this, you know, this was one of those people, Jeff, like you. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he's not, not, like he just, everything that he took it, he just, it's like, I, I'm a very, like I said, I I'm an analyze. I'm an analytical person. I just analyze things to you go to you know, well. Yeah, I just I gotta know. Like I, I tell you know everyone else, I really I really want to know. I gotta be truth. right. It doesn't. I have to be right. It's not have gotta to be right. right. It's not a. It's not a desire. Yeah, it's not, a need. <laughs> I am right. I am right. Or I have to be because I don't want to be in error ever. You know what I mean? I don't want to be in error. It's scary to stumble somebody. That's scary. Yeah, that's good, though. That's good. You, you, it's you, not you know, saying we got to be right. No, it's not saying that I am right. Okay. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain. People think, well, that's, you, you know, I'm like, you, you I You want to walk in God's truth. God is a God of truth and, and, and love and, and, and life, and, and, and uh, to be in his truth is where his blessings are. Yeah, I want to be able Amen. to see the error. I want to be able to see the error because I do not. I want to see air for what it is and go, wait a minute. And so that's what I'm headed for. I'm really like, I, and that's why I really, I've always been like this anyway. I've always been, I, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a healthy skepticism, you know? Yeah. It's good for me to have a guy like Rick. It keeps me from going too far. Uh, too, when I, I went after too the far evolution like too far that. Go, go too far where? So. Oh, you know, I'm I'm way up in the sci-fi community. I think the aliens are going to come back. They're going to be the fallen angels, <laughs> and they're going to usher in the Antichrist. <laughs> a good movie, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you Rick sound like goes, a pretty yeah, grounded guy movie. to me, though, John. I'll John. direct it. Huh? John, I'll you sound it. pretty grounded to me, though. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I discern uh, people pretty good. You seem like a well-grounded uh, uh, fellow who's, who's, uh, who wants to walk in God's uh, the light of His truth. Well, now, if, if our listeners go and purchase that book, you will actually sign it for them. Yes, I will sign a copy. You betcha, I will. And if they leave me, you know, if they leave me their name, I don't know how we can do that. But if they if they go on and they and they click uh, um, the PayPal button or or the Google checkout button. Uh, you know they'll be able to purchase the book that way, and then I'll. Um, I, I think I can send, get their they can name. They send you a note with, a, with with PayPal. They can send you a note, right? So yeah, yeah, they can. If they, yeah, they can send a note. And if they put their name on there, I'll, I'd, I'd like to uh, sign it directly to them, and uh, we'll get it in the mail right away. And and uh, you know, and you'll and you'll start to uh, learn about the end times uh, the way I believe uh, they're going to unfold. So. Well, I love, the, you, the I love your, your, your stuff. You're like right in my camp. I don't really? know if you're out there with the alien gospel, but yeah, you, you know. know. <laughs> I, 
you know, yeah. I think there's something to that alien thing, you know, but I don't know how it's going to, how that uh, exactly, uh, uh, what form it takes, but you never know, you know, I mean, uh, there's there's angels and there's there's people on this planet and who knows uh, uh, where there's uh, creatures and people uh, you know where there in other parts of the universe. And yeah. There's so many galaxies out there. There's billions of galaxies and we're just one of them. So oh, yeah, I don't really think they're aliens. Though. I think they're you know the fallen one, the the heavenly host. Yeah. The, well, the bad be. guys. It could be. Well, we can we'll have to talk more about that later. You know. In the fashion of the Iron Show's closing. We're going to go with our traditional Iron Show closing, people. So, with everyone, we're going to count this down. So, as Johnny starts to count us down, here we go. Are you ready, Rick? You ready, Jeff? Yes. One, two, three. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, Jeff, you still there? Johnny, you said goodbye. Please go away. Ha! 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 